0: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. It's game
1: day. We've got a game five. Some doubters out there weren't sure if we were even going to see a five, but we are, and we're glad you are all along for the ride. Why are you pointing at Sammy? <laughs> <laughs> there's some doubters out there. We got a terrific show for you in the next two hours and we'll get you ready for tonight's contest. Off the rails Friday can only mean one thing. Doug McLean will join us in about 50 minutes. We'll also get a scene setter from Joshua cloak, a leaf writer for the athletic. We've had him on a couple of times. I actually uh, enjoyed his article uh, a few days ago cause it kind of s- reminded me of Sammy where he He was the gist of his column was even if they come back and win, it's not enjoyable. (laughs) At least that's the way I took it, that it's not the real way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to cheer as you go along,
2: not cheer, bail, cheer, bail. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And, And it does feel like to get those people back, though, Kip, a win tonight, you can't tell me all that everyone's not back in. I mean, right, Sammy. They win tonight, Sunday night. You are in. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Of
1: course. You're go and do something like you this. You even, you even and know, totally wrote,
4: redeem
3: yourself.
1: <laughs> you, you did touch on this though, that it wouldn't be unlike them mm-hmm. to come back, mm-hmm. hook you back in, mm-hmm. and then, and then chop you off at the knees. Yeah, the, the only
2: question is: is you, Game Five enough pain? Are Have you, they done
1: enough? And are you protecting yourself against that, Sammy?
0: I don't know what I'm doing, boys. I just I'm really <laughs> game to, I'm really gamed a game here now with how I'm feeling about this team. Like I still don't feel. I wouldn't say I feel excellent about yeah. them after they won in Game Four, which was a super narrowly. Yeah, good defensive effort, but it was, still wasn't a, an offensive breakout. Like I put the stat in the lineup today that this is the first streak of six straight games of scoring two or fewer goals since 2011-2012 for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Which in itself is remarkable. Insanity, given all the offensive talent they have. Very, very bad timing for a streak like this. So, what like, I'm, I'm totally game to game. I, I don't know about you guys, but I have absolutely no idea what I'm going to see from the Toronto Maple
2: Leafs. Tonight. Craziest part about that, they've scored two straight goals in six games. Uh, the other stat Sammy has in there, 11 players have scored those 12 goals. So it's not like any one player's doing it. They're just kind of chipping away as a group. A ton to get into,
1: including uh, Ken Hitchcock in the second hour. We've had Ken be- on uh, before. And, uh, really good. I really enjoy talking to Ken uh, and looking forward to it again in, in the second hour. Uh, we got a ton of clips here uh, to get into that offense that you're talking about, including from Sheldon Keefe on, on Matthews, uh, the home ice struggles. I know Keefe has a, a comment on the home ice struggles. I want to go to that one first, and then I'm going to give you guys something that uh, the Leafs did to change things up with their approach going into game five. Let's go to Sheldon first.
3: You know, we've had a mixed bag here at home ice. We we've had, we've had probably two of the best games we've played, uh, you know, of the playoffs here in this building game, game two in both series. I thought were really good. Obviously, we didn't get on the right side of the game in game two here against Florida. But I thought in terms of our execution, our pace offensively, the chances that we generated, that's the best we've looked offensively in both games. Uh, So we've played really well at different times here. I thought, uh, you know, game five against Tampa, you know, that one probably can go either way type of thing. But um, like I said, it's been been an X bag, but certainly we're overdue to have, Real solid sixty-minute effort here on home ice.
1: So, in the uh, hopes of turning things around at at home, I was told that uh, the Leaf players, uh, upon their return to Toronto, were told that uh, they were to to go home, get a few things, come back for a team meal, and then check into a hotel. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just wondering now, the feeling now of the guys coming home, whether or not some wanted to go home, sleep in their own beds, or check into a hotel. I can certainly see where they're coming from in terms of we've got a, the most complete road game so far, and let's bring that road mentality home and treat this like a, a road game.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, my dad's Islanders teams did it during their playoff runs. You know, they stayed in a hotel right by the, the rink there. I know that's, um, you know, they believe that it eliminated the distractions of home. And like, I can't help but look at a guy like John Tavares, who has three kids, including a newborn. And they're, they're being like, Hey, John, you're going to sleep in a King bed in your own room tonight, instead of in the house of the three kids and him not being like, okay, if you insist, like, I would love to hear those words. And my kids are six and three. Like I, I think it makes sense. I'm sure some wives were like, I'm sorry, you're not coming home. You know, like not as thrilled about yeah. it. But, you know, they're part of the team at this point. I, I, I don't All hands think. hands on deck. Yeah. What are your thoughts
1: uh, off the top, Sammy? Same thing? Just treat it like a a road game? I think
0: it's a bit of an overthink, maybe. I think it's maybe some, you know, you, you saying that your dad's teams did it makes me feel a little bit less this way. But, like, my first reaction to hearing you say that is, like, which one of the hundred development people in the within the organization cooked up that idea? You know, like, I you know I think it's if like, you
2: went back through re- even recent history. It it's not a lot. Wildly uncommon. I All right. don't think. I just i I agree. Yeah. yeah. Have you done it before, Kipper?
1: No. Okay. I tell you, I'll I'll tell you how close we we got to it though. Okay. In 1994, we we're up three one against Vancouver. Lost the next two games. And I told you the other day we had two days off between six and game seven. And Keenan wanted to take us to Lake Placid. What? Yes. What do you mean? (laughs) Didn't want us to go back home for two days into New York City.
2: And so you played in Vancouver. He wanted to go to Lake Placid.
1: Yes. And then Uh, sit there for two days and then come home for game seven. That's a bad
2: idea. Wow. <laughs> That's an overthink.
1: You know who told them that was an overthink? Mr. Mark Messier? Messier. Yes. Correct.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no one Mark else is going to Hey, tell- <laughs>
1: listen, <laughs> yeah. Mike, good coach. Yeah. We're going to go home. Yeah. We're going to sleep in our own beds like we have all year long. Yeah. And we're going to go back to Madison Square Garden and we're going to win game seven. Yeah. And everybody is just going to take a little bit of a chill pill and yeah. treat it. Exactly the same. And I don't know. Uh Again, it, it, it would be hard to please 23 guys, whatever's on their sure, roster right there, now. there would be some differences. There the would be some guys sure. going, come on, yeah. overthinking here. Just let us go home. Yeah. And there will be others, like you said. Maybe it is uh, the a young child. Young
2: kids, like-
1: Maybe it is a young child that uh, will enable you not to get a good night's rest. Whatever the case is. Uh, it's anyone's guess how this plays out.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this sounds terrible, but like at home, sometimes your dog wakes up and starts yapping at five a.m. Sometimes your kid has bad dreams and comes in yeah. your room. Like, get a good sleep.
1: So, sometimes there's construction outside your hotel room well, too. Well,
2: that's fair too.
1: And sometimes there's somebody banging on a door at two a.m. Too housekeeping. <laughs> 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 what are you- there's just no way. Uh, so, what are your thoughts, Skipper? Do you like this idea? I, I'm a guy that, uh, uh, to not overthink. Just sleep in your own bed. I'd like to go home. Agreed. I would like to go home too, but
0: I don't have kids. But listen, uh, a, a
1: good convincing start to the game. Uh, a Dallas 5-2 win like we saw the other night. No one's going to question this. It will be the right decision. Yeah. But it's got to follow through.
2: Did you happen to watch the first period of that Dallas-Seattle game at all? And I mean, I know it's a little bit later, but the pace and the way Dallas came out in that game, I, they ended up falling behind shots, but it was physical and, you know, offensive chances and it was a, it was a hockey game.
1: Can like, Toronto do that tonight? Are they uh, due for one of those games? He would think so. You and and it won't just be the fact that it's now three-two in the series. It will be how it's three-two in the series. That will be more important than just being within one game of tying up the series.
2: In terms of getting the win, sure, yes. yeah, oh yeah. All of a sudden, Florida, you're getting the questions. You're going back home. You've, you're letting this slip away. You know, all of a sudden, Florida's going.
1: Maybe a bad goal or two on Bobrovsky, and now the 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 seed that you planted yeah. in Game Four is growing.
2: Yeah, um, the uh, I don't have it directly in front of me. the The chances of a team coming back from down three nothing are three percent in NHL history. Three percent of teams have come back. Three um, one, they are,
0: they are two and th- yeah, they've they've won three percent of the time uh, when they're down three on a series. Yeah,
2: three percent of the time. Yeah, and I think it's ten percent when you're down three one in the series, which Florida just did. You know, you win tonight. All of a sudden, it's twenty two percent when it's you know this, when you're down three two.
0: This is in the cap era. Teams that have. One that have gone down 3-0 have won two times and lost 60. Yeah. And uh, 3-1 have won 12 times and lost 114 times. You know, it's unlikely. But
1: Hobbs were one of those 11. Sure <laughs> are. Like we said off the top of the show, it would help getting more than two goals in one game. They should do that. Uh, we've got a clip on Sheldon Keefe on Austin Matthews. But I, before we go to it, I, I just want to revisit you guys in terms of where – is Austin's game and how much more does he have to give and what do you how how does he have to look tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs
2: you know the the only criticism i really have is that it hasn't gone in the net for him he leads the team in um scoring chances and i know no one cares but i'm just saying like it hasn't been wildly different um you know physical and from a
1: an intensity or a feel like he is all in on a scale of one to ten. where's your number on Austin Matthews?
2: I mean, how could it be less than ten? This is all or nothing, right?
1: Yeah, see, I'm I'm Balls on the line and six and a half, seven. I think he's got so much more to give. Yeah. From shift to shift to look like a dominant player.
2: You're saying previous to tonight's game.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just think that yeah. there's another gear I'm I'm waiting from yeah. Austin Matthews to dominate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that actually, I mean, where are you? Oh, I mean, a big reason they're down 3-0 or we're down 3-0 in this series, now 3-1, were their four guys' inability to produce. And like you said, Borny, he's had scoring chances, and Tavares had a ton of scoring chances, throughout. The, but those chances doesn't matter. Yeah. You've got to finish. And if they're going to turn this around and come back, they need Matthews to be Austin Matthews. Like, tonight is a signature game on home ice – with a chance to really propel yourself towards some pretty incredible history, it's the type of game where a super-duper star that Austin Matthews is, you know, puts you-know-what on the table and puts a couple in the net and takes over physically and gets to the front of the net and is in the middle of the ice. Tonight's one of those kind of games, and I'm expecting
2: it from him tonight. Like, I really am. Yeah, I thought that's what Kip was asking, what I wanted to see tonight. Yeah, Yeah, that's, no, I feel the same way. It's, you know, these are judgment days for him, for... 88, 91, 16. I mean, people, their reputations are made in these moments.
4: I'd fight my mom to win another (laughs) Let's see if
2: any
1: mom fighters are out
2: there.
1: I I, I think the perception has always been that even 16, even 88, even 91, but Austin is above them. We've had Austin in conversations where it's Connor, McDavid, and Austin. Right. And he's lost that this year. For sure. No question.
2: You know, it's funny. He's going to score 40 goals. He's got five goals in 10 playoff games. And it's tough to not step back from it and be like, this year was a little disappointing for Matthews, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you want to change that. There's still time. But, boy, Hourglass Sand is uh, just about run out here. I thought in the first round he was in front of the net
0: way more. in terms Like, you still see a couple Mm -hmm. times here where he's battling with Ekblad and... You know, but it just felt like a lot of his scoring came right from the middle of the ice and right in the sweet spot. Like you think of the tips that he had yeah. in Game Four, Game uh, Game Three against Tampa. Like I think the front of the net versus Florida is much less desirable for a forward than it was against Tampa. You think of who you're going in there against. Like you're going in against Eckblad. Radko Gudis is a butcher. Yeah, Stall. Like it's not as accessible, and I think you kind of have to push through that and fight to the front of the front of the net for him. So I'm expecting a big one from him tonight. I, I really
3: am.
1: All right, let's see what Sheldon Keith uh, is expecting out of Austin Matthews for our first kippers clipper of the day.
3: Obviously, each one of them, you feel like is going to go for him. He's he's had a lot uh, a lot of opportunities. You know, some really clean, especially early in this series. Uh, not as many on the road, but you know, uh, obviously. That crossbar that he hits uh early in game three you feel like that's the one you know not only that it would have set the tone greatly for that game but but uh, for him to start a game that way and it, it didn't fall so you know i think the real key for any of our players no matter what they're going through it, is to just focus on their game shift to shift and the little habits and the things that we need them to be doing defensively and all of that and the chances are going to continue to come and we need to score as a team we need to score one more goal than the opposition and that's really where the focus has to be
0: so he's still still going back to the chances aren't falling they love to say fallen. they all are like all yeah, oh, the chances aren't thing. falling yeah but that's... even the players say it do
2: they they're yeah. not falling yeah
0: which is weird it's such a basketball term yeah right yeah they're not going in he went back to it again when he was asked about him yeah. so. do you do you think uh
1: how do you refer to it sammy as a kind of a signature game or
0: moment yeah. for I, for austin and not just austin marner as well yeah like those two guys are the two best but, players in this team it's a signature moment for both of them but only one of them by july
1: 1st could be asked to be the highest paid player in the league mm-hmm. yes, on an extension which
0: it plays into this and this is the type of game where the highest paid player in the league shows up and he's a great player on home ice. Like he's been dominant his whole career at Scotia Bank Arena. You have any
1: issues with the Leafs losing tonight, and maybe Austin playing a B game instead of an A game, and him still asking to be the highest paid player July first?
0: Mm, I think it would be sour until then, and then he signs it, and you're just
2: happy he's staying. I think would be probably the 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 Leaf fan feeling yeah i imagine you want him to be a part of the toronto maple leafs like whatever the revisions that happen to this team you sure need him to be a part of it so he like listen people will be incredibly pissed
0: off at him and mitch if he's no good tonight like there's just no question that will be a a huge talking point that'll be one of the main talking points but you know time heals all wounds we get to july weather's warm it's canada day he signs a contract to find another one People right? will be happy. What's that? It's hard to
2: find yeah, another,
1: another Austin player like that. Yeah. Matthews. Yeah. It's hard to find a, a legit 40, 50, 60 on a career year yeah. season. Yeah, you, they you just never don't get exist. better,
2: right? You never get better by trading but guys
1: like that. There's so many dominoes again, and yeah. not to rehash them because we have, but who's, who's resigning him is the one that I look at. Uh, but, hey, big win tonight. And you no, de- Kip, delay that one.
0: Honestly, Kipper, like, you're smiling like we shouldn't be talking about it. But well, no, no. It's... We should be talking about it. This is a huge, yes, again, swing I, I moment.
1: Know. I know, but I'm not sure, like, now's the time to, to start deep diving the what-ifs.
0: No, but, like, the way you mentioned it and kind of, like, your tone, it's, like, it's not an unfair thing to be talking about at this point. Like, you know, if they lose tonight it's really no different than them getting swept in yeah. terms of what happens. Yeah. Right? Well, it, listen.
2: It, hey. It's funny, though, how we do this, how we, you rework it all, and you go, okay, um, you know, was was game, what was the Tampa series at, uh, was a 2-1 at one point? or no, It was, the Leafs made it
0: 2-1, and that it was, uh, they had the, the they scored late to make it 2-1, right. and then they had to the come back to make it 3-1. Right.
2: Yes. You know, like, at, the, at those points, you're saying, well, this is defining for Matthews. Yes. Can he be here? And it's like, he does, and he yeah. scores, and he does in the next game, and it's like, you know, they're all, they're just playoffs. You know, I think you zoom out in the playoffs yeah. and say, you know, how do he perform?
1: Yeah, for sure. And listen, we know where the dominoes will will start falling if they do find a way to lose this series still. And, yeah. and Matthew signing wouldn't be the first two or three dominoes to fall, right?
2: Yeah, you think they would probably make some changes before he uh, would commit to being yeah, here. You, great.
1: you. You, you <laughs> can't even think about Austin Matthews and and where he right. is July 1st without knowing where where the pecking order stands.
2: Listen, oh. Keith Jones just got hired president of the, the Flyers. I mean Oh, it, baby. This is your time, Kippy. Kep. This is your time. everything goes sideways with the Leafs, you you bring in a broadcaster, a former award Copy the jersey, Copycat League. A little bit of an uh, abrasive style of play, you know? Copycat bring League, baby. Blue and white?
1: Kippy. If it's- I'm going,
2: you guys are coming with me. <laughs>
0: hey! <laughs> Which one of you will be assistant GM? Not
2: me. Ooh, I'll take it. Sammy. Sammy. Yes. I'll be the Sammy's new Carlton. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: He, we we create a I'm new thrilled. mascot for him. I think so. <laughs> a brand new. All right, Sammy. I think I think you know that Carlton could use a little. Look a little tougher, all twenty twenty three reimagining. Yeah, a little, a little tougher. That'd be. I'll be. I'll be the mascot coordinator. We can figure something out. <laughs> mascot coordinator. You want a full to sti-
1: time salary? You guys want to stick with uh, Sheldon? Keep you want to bounce a uh, uh, Paul Maurice? Well, I'm going to uh, call Josh. Here is, then... is he? Is Paul a little calmer on these clips? Do we? Is there a little bit more structure and where he's going with these comments, (laughs) Sammy? I've not heard them yet. Him him on
0: the offense in the series is pretty interesting, if
1: you want to play that. All right, let's let's go there because we are talking
4: about uh, the lack of offense out of the Leafs. If you can skate, you can defend. Both teams can skate, both teams defend. And the guys on either team that wouldn't be considered fast are really smart. So pick one of Tavares, O'Reilly. Uh, and Reinhardt, phenomenal defensive IQs, right? All can kill penalties if they need to. Um, so smart guys, but the fast guys, you can check.
2: Really funny to, like, blatantly call out guys as not great skaters, which is fine, right? I got no problem with this. It's he, funny. No,
1: I don't think he meant, he, no, it's not a knock against being great skaters. It's a knock of not being fast.
2: Yeah, which you're right, inarguable. Right? Yeah. There's
1: some really strong skaters like sure. Peter Zezel. I mean, I kind of grew up with Peter and not fast, not pretty, but try to knock him off his skates mm-hmm. when he's on the right side of the puck, off of faceoffs or in the zones. It's like he's as good as anybody when he's standing there on the right spot. Right. As with these guys. Yeah. All right. All right. We uh, mentioned uh, Joshua Cloak from uh, The Athletic, Leaf Rider. Yeah, it's a bit of a scene setter. Josh, thanks for joining us. How are you?
5: Not bad. What's the mood over there today, guys?
1: Oh, Sammy's a toilet seat. Up okay. Up and down I'll take that. I'll and up and down and up and up today. Yeah. Up. Hopeful, I would say. How about, how about the toilet seats down there at the rink?
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, like, you you kind of think going into game four, like, boy, a sweep would be really bad. And then the more you think about it, like, wouldn't losing on home ice kind of be even worse? Like, that's the up and down where I'm at right now. Where are you guys at with, with that kind of idea?
2: Yeah, I mean, I just think getting swept is such a bad look. It's obviously not awesome to lose tonight. It's not that different. But, um, you know, I I think it's a a positive to not have been the first team eliminated in the second round. Um, Are they going to go at tonight, uh, you think, with the same lineup as they did in game four?
5: Yeah, the same lineup um, for sure. I mean, Matt Nice, you know, isn't ready. We don't know if he'll be ready, you know, towards the end of the series. If they get that far, my understanding is he's progressing pretty well. Um, which is good, but yeah, same lineup, uh, including Joseph Wall and goal. Um, I guess the question I have is like, if you're going to go with the same lineup, like you mentioned going at the game, are you going to go at the game with the same kind of, you know, focus on getting things defensively sound and just playing kind of a smart, responsible, boring game as they did in, in game four, or are you just going to try and, you know, use the, the crowd to your advantage and really play that, that, you know, style of hockey that I think the Leafs at their best can kind of utilize. Um, I think that's the question I have going into it because like you're still waiting for, for Matthews to really break out. You're still really waiting for Marner to break out. um, If those guys do, you kind of want to just roll with that and give them more runway. Right. So it'll be interesting to see because again, game four, they looked pretty, it was a pretty boring game, but the result is the only thing that matters. Right.
1: Yeah, Uh, Josh, we talked at the beginning of the show about uh, the Leafs spending the night at uh, the hotel last night and trying to create uh, a feeling of uh, road warriors and and bringing that game four back into the Scotiabank arena. And uh, I I think that's kind of maybe the answer of what kind of look. I I don't think that they want to factor in the crowd. I, I think they want it seamlessly take game four and, and start it with game five. Why else do you ask the guys to spend the night in a hotel room?
5: And I think those two days, like there were two days off between games three and four. And you would think that that wouldn't really work for a team because that's more time to stew. But, you know, I had a few conversations with players um, about the benefits of just kind you know, being together and, and regrouping. And, and like, you know, you talk about setting a scene, like literally it was tough to, to walk up and down you know east fort lauderdale boulevard and not see players together right whether it's just going out for a walk or whether it's hanging out on the beach and as they should like i i think that kind of camaraderie and and i'm not saying the leafs would do this but it, it prevents any pointing of fingers it keeps everybody kind of united on this 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 goal of theirs which is to kind of pull off the near impossible so I think they probably looked at what happened between games three and four and said we came away from that with a you know, a pretty good I guess mentality and, and we wanna just continue that. And and good on them for recognizing the kind of moment, right? Yeah, Cloak. Yesterday, you had an
2: article on uh, Willie Nylander, um and kind of what he's meant to the team in this series, uh, including the the intro talking about him walking shirtless down the uh, the, bu- the the boulevard there, which is the most unsurprising Nylander thing ever. Tell us a little bit about his demeanor and what you've thought of his play in round one.
5: Like I, I was out for kind of I, I'm a bit of an early riser. I mean, nine thirty isn't that early, but on game days it can be. I was out for for a walk, picking up some stuff for the day and. You know, I kind of looked and I said, well, you know, who is that, you know, l- large man with this, you know, blonde flowing mane with, you know, tarps off. And I'm like, y- you get a few paces closer. I'm like, well, of course that's William Nylander, <laughs> right? He just looked, he just looked completely at home. And, and like, I-, I meant to convey this. He wasn't walking by the beach. He was strutting like his, it, it looked like he was going to throw his back. It was arched so far back. Like this was a man that you know, as confident as could be. And I just kind of thought to myself, like, and like, we know William Nylander, we know the kind of carefree William Nylander, we know the one that gets heat for not back-checking, but I think we also know the one that is probably, you know, maybe the most confident player on the team, and that's the guy that that I saw, and then you talk to teammates about him, and, you know, if that kind of confidence rubs off on other teammates, like Callie Arncroft said as much, like if, if your, your top guys are are back checking and if your top guys aren't phased by the moment, that has a real positive effect. So it was just interesting to me to see a guy that, you know, from the moment he woke up, it appeared was like, I'm not going to let this series get away from me. And I think the Leafs could certainly use more of that, right?
1: Yeah. The one that stood out for me, uh, Josh was, uh, you're down three nothing, and you stare right at the media, and you're like, "Yeah, let's just have some fun tonight." <laughs> yeah, right. That's a and, wild you, thing and, to say. and you know, wild. you know, eighty percent of the media are, are going, "All right, you lose tonight, yeah, and you're giving me you're down three nothing, and all you can think about is going out and having fun." I am gonna bury you. <laughs> so I think he's been around long enough to know that if he's throwing that out, there was the potential of that coming back to him, and yet. It speaks to that confidence that you're talking about that he can go out there and have a good game, if not a great game.
5: Well, the Leafs, to me, I think they, at least in public, at least when the cameras are on, I think they need a little more of that. Like, you know, after they go down 3 0, I, I started calling some players from that, you know, 010 Flyers team and that 14 Kings team, and they said that, that the key for them to come back from 3 0 was just trying to plant little seeds of doubt in the opposition and and a lot of that started with the coach. a lot of that started with daryl Sutter in, in 2014 and you can have your your qualms with Sutter for sure, but like he he wasn't going down easily, and he was going to do everything he could to put pressure on the opposition and we haven't seen a lot of that from the Leafs, particularly from from Sheldon Keith. And, like, Bourne, you know Keith as, as well as anybody. Like, maybe that's not in his makeup, but it certainly is in William Nylander's makeup to mm-hmm. kind of, again, have his chest out a little bit and just kind of show the Panthers that, like, regardless of, of, you know, where the series is at, we are not going to let you think that we can be walked over. And I think Sheldon Keith could probably stand to do a little bit more of that. He's looked... I don't know if defeated is the right word, but he's looked something close to that at times, at least when the cameras are on and that's mm-hmm. all we can see. And I think that's probably a little bit concerning. And I think if they do, if the Leafs do go, if they do win tonight, I think Keith has every opportunity here to really dig that seed of doubt even further in the Panthers, if you know what I mean.
6: Yeah.
2: Yeah. you know, what's interesting is I look at this Leafs team through four games of the second round. Then I go, you know, who's really played well for them? And, yeah. you know, like there's a you go through the best players, you go through the decor, you know, a couple of good defensemen in there maybe, but like, you know, no one really has been great. Do you think that's a positive sign for the Leafs that it, you know that there's more to get from a lot of these guys? Or do you think it's concerning that through four, none of them have really popped?
5: I, I do think it's a little bit concerning because, I mean, how long do you have to wait? Like those were... Those were some of the first comments I got in that, that William Nylander story. Like, you know, the whole headwalk line is he's flipped the switch. And, you know, people are asking, well, why did it take him until game four to flip the switch? And he's had a good, not great series. But I think that is a little bit of cause for concern. Like the whole regular season, the whole mantra, they kept repeating. This Leafs team kept repeating was everything we do is to prepare good habits for the playoffs because they know they're going to be in the playoffs. They know they want to go deep. They know that's when they're going to be judged. Like, I guess, why has it taken this long for, for you know, the likes of, of Austin Matthews to really pop? And he's been good, but, you know, good isn't the expectation. So, sure, like, they, you know, Marner, Matthews, Tavares in particular, they could all pop tonight. And, again, you can go back to Florida, creating a little bit more of that doubt. But I do think it's concerning that we're four games in and you're asking the question, like, why haven't players – that are paid to be great being, you know, why haven't they played great?
1: We're talking to Joshua Cloak, Leaf writer with The Athletic. Are, uh, are, are you okay with Sheldon's demeanor when it comes to maybe challenging these guys for more goals? Would you expect expected him to publicly challenge more? Is he said the right things? I mean, the series is still alive. You must be
5: doing something right. Yeah, well, this is a really tough one. For me because again like I've, I've had conversations with a lot of other people about this like maybe that's not in Sheldon's demeanor right and, and if you if you fake it if you're if you're tough in public and you criticize your guys and you call out your guys like if, if that's not who you are people can sniff out that inauthenticity right away Um so if if that's not who he is then you, you know then, then don't do it but I do think you know I think it was after what was it game two or three? And he's, he's saying, you know, Mitch Marner is trying out there. Like it's, this isn't the, the, the league where you, you get points for trying. Like, I, I think we could stand to see Sheldon Keefe kind of upping the ante a little bit. I think a lot of Leafs fans would respond to a little bit more emotion, a little bit more anger. Uh, but again, like Bourne, you know him well, like is, is that in his character? You know he he I find him emotional like and
2: really tough for him to hide how he really feels in general, but if you give him a few minutes to get past that, he's pretty composed and thoughtful, so no, it's not he's never been a guy to go in there or very rarely go in there and flip tables. So I know what you mean about authenticity it is important you know the they they do have some guys that they're going to be relying on who haven't been through this before, and one of them is is Joseph wool. Um, you know, big spot for him tonight. You've had some chances to talk to him, I'm sure, as the rest of the media have. There, unique guy that we don't really know well. What What are your thoughts on how he's handled him so so far uh, in this series?
5: I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable that like not long ago, I'm talking like two and a half years ago, we were questioning whether Joe Joseph Wall would even have a future as an NHL goaltender, and now you could conceivably foresee a a case where the Leafs keep running with him throughout the playoffs because we don't really know how serious Samsonov's injury is like I I think what really sticks out to me about Joe Wall is just how he isn't phased by anything like he just has this remarkably composed demeanor um and and a seriousness to him um, that, he, you know, you wouldn't expect from a 24-year-old, essentially, you know, a rookie. Um, I mean, I'll tell you a very quick story about Joseph Wall that I think illustrates a lot of who he is. He was in that last or one of the last regular season games in Tampa, and he gets to start. Um, and Scotty Bowman, who lives, you know, just outside Tampa, he's at most um, Lightning games, as as I understand Anyway, I'm sitting beside him in the press box, and he starts kind of asking. He's like, "Who who is this goalie? I don't know a lot about him." I'm like, "Well, he's a you know he's a very young goalie, Joseph Wall," and he just says out loud, "He's like, oh, he's fast. Wow, he's so fast!" And he's like, "He, he looks like a like an NHL goalie." And then two days later, I you know I thought to myself, oh, "That's really nice. Like, uh, what a thing to say." And two days later, I kind of run into to Joseph in the Leafs dressing room, and like, hey, do you want your, your your tires pumped? I heard something about you. Do you want your tires pumped? And he looked me dead in the eyes. He's like, no, I do not. And he started to walk away. And I just, and I, I, I kind of had to, 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 to run him down after and be like, no, I kind of want to tell you this story. But the point is, is like, he's not, you know, like we all know young players, sometimes they get ahead of themselves. Sometimes they need to have their egos boosted. I don't think that's where Joe Wall is at. I think, you know, he is just, his composure on and off the ice, I think is what stands out the most to the Leafs in terms of, you know, his development. So I I think he's not going to be phased, you know, coming back home and, and playing in another must-win game.
1: One more for me on, on Joseph Wall, and I'll tie it back into Sheldon Keefe. And the other day, Sheldon saying that uh, they they really have a ton of confidence in and Joseph Wall, we know that and then Sheldon also said I don't want people to read into this uh and and and, and think that I'm I'm putting down our other goalies mm-hmm. right it's it's not a reflection on uh Murray or, or Samsonov but we really like them but come on Joshua isn't it really a reflection of your two goalies
5: oh how how is it not like that's the you know he can say that but how is it not? And like, this is a little bit of how the sausage is made. But I was the one that asked Keith that question. Like, did did you give any, are you giving any thought to starting Matt Murray? Which I thought was a completely fair question. And he just said no. And you could just feel a pin drop in the press conference room. Like, wow, because this is the guy that you acquired because of his two Stanley Cups. Because you would think that in these kind of games, you want a guy that has been there. So it's hard for me now. Yes, he kind of clarified his comments afterwards. And, you know, sometimes you don't always get it right in a press conference. I'll be the, the first one to say that as well. I've asked some, you know, boneheaded questions. But it just, how is it not a little bit of an indictment of, of what they think about Murray's play like this year? Right? Um, I mean, yes, it is. It is, You know, it, it seems like it was an attempt to, to pump Joe Wall's tires. But... I think it's it's concerning to me because there could you could get in a spot where you know Joe Wall could get injured and then you have to go with the guy that you've really kind of left out in the wind, right? Um, so it's it's kind of concerning. Like I don't know, I'm I'm still wondering if if Matt Murray is going to be back next year, if they're going to find room for him. I don't know um, because it doesn't seem like he's in the plans. If he was, then. You know, wouldn't he be starting tonight? Like, am I getting too far ahead of myself? But no, nope. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it didn't really look. I'll just say this: it felt like an indictment of where they're at with Murray, and it felt like it was hard not to read into the fact that they see Joe Wall as their guy moving forward, not just in this series, not just through the rest of the playoffs, but even into next year too.
1: We'll start with the first twenty minutes tonight. That's right. 20 at a time. Josh, really appreciate your time. Excellent stuff. Thanks for joining us.
5: Yeah, anytime, boys. Enjoy the game. Thanks Joshua so much. Cloak, you too.
1: Leaf writer for the athletic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll only watch and witness and make judgments uh, after it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, but right now, it seems like Sheldon's got enough juice right now to not change the flow i don't know what happens in the first five or ten minutes and and where his demeanor is or his body language on the bench but certainly he's you can't argue that he has not said the right things up until this point after being down three nothing
2: Wool or Keefe, sorry. Keith. Keith. Yeah. Well, Wol's, I like that he's a bit of an oddball. Like, I don't know if he's an odd guy at all, but like, I think it's great that he's just different from other people and says, no, I don't want my tires pumped and really not uncommon for goalies. Right. They're just sure. strange they're people. Just, they're just weird. No, they're you just, got they to, are. To, they, yeah.
0: They've
1: historically been weird and it's a weird position and they're on the team and they're not really on the team and. They're like a field goal kicker, where you could actually do your
2: job, maybe in a <laughs> suit. On the team, but they're not really on the team. That's funny, yeah, but to me, the the job is a little bit like someone being like a psychic or something. And you're like, <laughs> I <laughs> promise that person's a little different. Like that is not a normal yeah. line well, of work to enter. Think, think about what it is. Like, who have you guys ever gone in there? I mean, you know, like everyone else, I played it four times and as a minor we, hockey kid was like, this is stupid. Out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I,
0: I, went in the la- I went in within the last year when I, our goalie pulled his groin and the game was going to How's end? your five hole at six foot six? It's the, I don't know how anyone. <laughs> it's like a bridge. I don't know how anyone would volunteer to do that. It's horrible.
2: Oh, you it's have gonna... to be. A little different you to do that. Sit there stand for a around long, and wait to get embarrassed.
1: You, you talk to yourself. You have it, conversations. Yeah.
2: And they're they're like, yeah, every two minutes someone's gonna come down trying to dunk I, on you. I got lit up. No. Oh yeah. Oh lit up.
0: wow. Made a couple saves. A good one on a deflection, but I think I let in seven. It's hard. You must it's a tough, look tough like job.
1: Gumby with goalie no. pads. I look a lot just like Pogi. No, I was gonna here. say Mike
0: Dunham. Remember Pogie? Mike Dunham? Yeah That's, good. Good. yeah. That's what I look like in there. Um, all right, yeah. Sammy, you got um, some playoff picks for us. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, what do I got here? Here we go. It's time for playoff picks presented by Bet Three Six Five. Visit the app for the latest odds. Um, talk about this all the time in this in this spot, but this is an excellent, excellent night for the happiness hedge.
2: To bet on Florida. To bet on Florida.
0: I haven't. I didn't bet on them in game four. I sprinkled a little bit on them during the third period when I realized I actually cared. <laughs> yeah, I did. When they were 3-1 they were, to one in the third period, I put a little bit on them because I actually realized that I didn't care yeah, and I didn't want them to lose. So anyways, yeah. it was fine. Yep. A little bit of happiness. But tonight they're plus 150, which is a pretty juicy number for a single game bet and depends on how much you want to bet on that. You can win some money. It's a nice one. So uh, Panthers plus 150 tonight. And I cooked this one up. It's a same-game parlay. Like to call it the maximum pain parlay for the Leafs, fans. for the Leafs, for the Leafs fan. Yeah. Maximum pain parlay, a Sam Bennett goal, ouch, paired with a Panthers overtime win, <laughs> pays twenty five to one. So it's a long shot, but if you really to yourself, you so if, if you yeah, so want to you get guard yourself, pay at two fifty. Yeah, so you want to guard yourself against yeah. against maximum pain? There, there it is for you. I am wondering,
1: from a Florida perspective, on how aggressive they want to come out. I was gonna ask you about I that. I do believe that there is a different tone out of the Edmonton Vegas series. Yes. That will actually bleed into Toronto and Florida.
2: Hmm. What do you mean?
1: I mean they're they're gonna readjust the standards. I think the, that series no question had, had gotten out of hand to the point where Violent. now the, uh, the the league has to step in and and suspend two players, and more on that later. And that they've also seen some stuff out of Philadelphia, or Florida, and Toronto, including uh, the late stuff again. Bennett on Bennett and Achari
2: was it on the ground?
1: Kachuk, and there might be a, an early chance to send messages that we're we're gonna, and maybe that'll play into the Leafs' hands.
2: Listen, a high penalty game would be fine for the Leafers.
0: Um. It was not it was McCabe that it was on the ice. That was on the ice that yeah. Bennett was teeing off on. You're allowed to punch somebody in the face with your gloves on after Infinite the whistle. Times. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but as soon as the gloves come off, then it's a a game misconduct as opposed to not a game misconduct.
2: Well, you know what's funny is I had someone write me and be like, Hey, he got a game misconduct, like on the score sheet Bennett did at the time. Yeah, he deserved one. it. Was, and, but in the final five minutes that's supposed to be an auto suspension. He he's He's Maybe Mr. that. His nickname should be Wirecross. He's a psycho. Wouldn't want to play <laughs> so hockey. It was on him.
0: the game sheet and then it was off
1: the game the sheet. The
2: screenshot the person sent me, it was on the game sheet. Yeah. So I, we'll look into that more. So that was a passing comment. Didn't mean to talk about that. So I'll look into that more. Yeah. But...
1: No idea anything about that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So the favorite now to win the cup is Carolina. Obviously, they're the That's first switches true. every night. Yeah, I know. Mm, well, they talk about the We talk, about, we talk, the we talk final, about different like, things every day.
2: So I. They should be.
0: So Do you feel like they're getting a little sit bit
2: idle for how long? A no. while. Well, not maybe. Depends. Yeah, they're they're waiting on the winner of Leafs' Cats. so they it conceivably start this one, could conceivably could be over a week if there's three more games.
1: But let's start just say Saturday it ends. Oh, sorry, not Saturday. tonight, tonight, Sunday. You're still would not, they start it before s- that other? St- no, they won't. No, I don't think that they would. So they're looking at May, maybe break. on one night,
2: maybe on uh, one night. Can Svechnikov's ACL heal in a week? That'd be nice for them. What an impressive thing they did. They took out the Devils in five they're, games. They're just a unit. Yeah. Like, I don't really d- identify Rod anyone on, on that wow. team, All but right. they just play hard. And I
0: got a couple okay. of quick other things for you. Uh, you can bet on the conference exact forecast, so whatever's going to happen. So Dallas Stars to win over the Oilers, which was the juiciest one that I could see in the Western Conference, was plus 380. And the last thing I have is another Leafs thing for you. Uh, you can bet when the series is going to end. And game six is plus 225. Obviously, tonight's plus 150, the same as the So you're the betting Panthers. on the
2: Leafs win, Panthers win. Yeah. Next two.
0: It's game seven is more favored than, like, it's, a, it's a, the shorter odds for game seven than it is for game six if the Leafs get past tonight. So that tells you what the books think of what's going to happen.
3: So there okay. you
0: go. Uh, that was Playoff Picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. In the second
1: hour, Ken Hitchcock, the fourth winningest coach in NHL history, will join us. But before that, after the break, Doug McClain, former NHL president, GM, head coach, and the leader of Off the Rails Friday. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, you are listening to Real Kipper and Bourne.
2: Covering the Blue Jays from an analytical perspective.
0: Jays Talk Plus with Blake Murphy. Be sure to subscribe and download Jays Talk on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: This is Real Kipper and Board on
0: Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, let's go
1: straight to the goods here. Doug McLean, no longer from sunny Florida. Oh, but where real people
6: go? Yeah. PEI. I thought
2: he was coming in studio for a minute.
1: Would you? Are you ready to come back in studio, Doug McLean?
6: You kidding or what? <laughs> You're retired. A lot. The last day I walked out of that place, oh my God! I the only thing I miss, the only thing I miss about going to the studio is I don't get to go to the Ritz Carlton for a beer after or a glass of wine. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I miss, me and Berkey, me Berkey and I sitting at the bar at the Ritz telling each other how good, smart we are.
1: Well, you, <laughs> you both have plenty of time to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> <Sheesh>. <laughs> <Yeesh>. <laughs> i can say that they're my that's friends fair. that's fair that's hey matt yeah. any, uh, exactly. did, yeah. did the premier let you back into pei last time i think you might have had some trouble
6: yeah the covid kept us out for a couple you know for one year and maybe to almost a second year we got in but it, you know we had to delay and work through it but finally we got in as I said to the premier here, Denny King, when he, when he wouldn't let us in, I phoned and left a message at his office. I said, because the conservatives had asked me to run for the leadership of the conservative party here a couple of years before he became premier. I said, I said, I said to his secretary, tell Denny that if it wasn't for me turning the job down, he wouldn't even be the premier. Nice. anyway <laughs> nice he said aren't you glad you didn't aren't you glad you didn't get it so anyway then a good guy but anyway okay so listen that, we're happy to be here
1: where are you a lot's happened in the last week including the leafs uh, digging a really big hole here oh and three they got their win in game four where are you are are you a believer here
6: Really, uh, it's tough to be a believer when you're down three nothing. I know that, but I watched the game the other day, and I, I was I was really impressed with how they played. I mean, it was like Bourne had done videos on how a playoff game has to be played with his articles. You know, where the hell is going to They're ripping them you know, off. It was like te- it, it was textbook how they played. I thought they played great, and you know what? typified the game. The last twenty seconds, when you watch Ryan O'Reilly battle to get the puck out into the neutral zone, and how hard he battled and played—I I thought they played a hell of a game. Little Grant, I was really impressed with his game for a guy that's been out of the lineup a lot, in and out. You know, I thought he had a strong game. Even Jordano battled like crazy. You know, so impressive. Marner was the star. The one guy that hasn't played well enough yet for me is Austin Matthews, and tonight. Can this be Austin Matthews' biggest game of the playoffs? Because, no, maybe not the playoffs, but this series. They they need him to be the horse he's been all year. Look, if they win tonight, you go back to game six, and Florida is feeling the heat because they know they're coming back to Toronto for game seven. So this is, this is a, a big game, and they're capable of winning the game. I think they are. Doug, what
2: do you make of this Florida team? The first couple of games looked a lot different than they did down in Florida, like really fast transition hockey, a lot of chances both ways. Things tightened up in games three and four. But would, are you do you believe this is a much better team than their regular season record would indicate?
6: Um, you know, they they've been a good team. For a couple of years, and they had the devastating end last year, which rocked the franchise. You know, shocked the franchise that they were where they were, and then rocked them at the end of the year when they when they fell apart as easy as they did. You know, the Chuk the Chuk acquisition, Chuk acquisition has changed the the makeup of the team. Maybe the old man calling them soft. You know, Keith, I don't know. Look, they played hard. They played loose. They had nothing to lose out. You come off a series when you beat Boston, four games to three, come back to three, one you're, you're on a high. And is it coaching? No, it's, you've got energy. You've got your guys going through a wall. You've got confidence. And you know what? I think their confidence will be a little rocked after that game last night. They didn't play great last year or last game. They did not play great. Toronto played real well. Florida didn't play nearly as well. So, yeah, they've, they've been on a high mentally more than they've been on a high, you know, playing fast and all the things we always talk about. They got And Bobrovsky stood in his head. they got to get to this guy big time. And you know what? We haven't seen Bobrovsky fall off yet. It happens a lot that he carries a team and then he lets them down. Is he going to do it this time? That is going to be the big question tonight. Does he keep his play? But they still got to get to him. Look at Nylander's goal. You know, those are those are the type of goals you've got to play in the scoring playoffs, guys. You gotta be dirty down and dirty at
1: the paint, Mac. I'm not gonna date you, but you've you've watched a lot of hockey over the years in different eras Is it easier today in this era with the rule changes the last fifteen years, the salary cap, the imbalance of of lineups to come back three and o in this era than it has been in other eras?
6: I don't think it matters. I mean, oh look, it's almost an impossibility at the NHL level to come back in a you know a series like this. I know it's happened three times or whatever. Uh, it's really hard. I don't care what era it is. You know, you're coming back from a three nothing deficit. Teams are teams are too good. They're too well coached to just fall apart. So it'll be a monumental task. But the Leafs are capable of winning three games, four games in a row. They really are. They've done it all year. They're capable of doing that, and that's the mentality I'd go in with. Plus, they got game breakers. They were not very good against Tampa guys, and you know that, in three or four games. Five minutes in one game, they took control of the game and won. Eight minutes in one, left in one game, they're down 4-1. They come back and won. I mean, they, they've got game breakers that can turn a game around. They just need them going tonight.
2: But what do you make of the fact that it's so, I don't know, it, we don't see that out of them, those pushes you're talking about. Like, I remember they did it against Columbus in the bubble, too. They came back from down 3 nothing with about five minutes left or something. Like, they're able to turn that on. Why can't we get that when the puck drops to start the hockey game?
6: Uh, you know what? You know, you get it from the pluggers. You yeah. get it from the grinders. You don't get it from your superstars all the time because they play – a skilled-style game, and, you know, they want to do it with finesse. And that's what makes Kachuk such a interesting player this time of year because, yes, he's skilled, we all know that, but he he plays hard and he battles. And, like, I watched Barkoff the other night, a, de- a deciding end-of-the-year game, and he looked like I did in the men's league, slow, plotting, Yeah, you said what that, too, going? man. Get, I mean, yeah me drove me crazy. I mean, this is your horse and if he doesn't if he keeps his pace at what he played last game,
7: yeah, hey, he hey, a he's an important
6: game. player for the least. He was not good, say the least. Anyway.
1: Um, just want to go back to you uh with your comments on on Austin and, and maybe that the one thing that you think that still might be missing, Mac, when you watch him, is it the first three steps in his stride? Is it the shot that seems off? Is there a, an edge you're still looking for? What's the one thing that Austin still needs to hit to make people believe, again, he's the second-best player in the world?
6: You know, I, I don't think it's his shot. And I, I, I just think that is, he, is his confidence rattled a little bit? I don't think it should be. I don't think there's anything there other than he's being ferociously checked. And it's tough at playoff time. I remember, you know, when I was coaching and we were playing against Lemieux and Yager, and I've told you this before, our goal every game was to make them hate hockey. The Florida Panthers' style is to make Austin really hate hockey. And you know what? They're putting big-time pressure on him. He's got to fight through it, and he's skilled enough that he can. And the shot, I mean, he's got to just a... I mean, the talent this kid has... So he's got to find he's got to find another gear tonight. He really does. I thought Mitch Marner found it the other night. I was so proud of that kid, the way that kid played the other night and how hard he played. And he was he was going to be on deny, This kid, he was not going to be he was not going to be denied for sure. The way he played. That's what they got to get at. Even Nylander was better. Yeah. I, I think I think that Matthews has got to go hard for them tonight. This is this is big for Austin Matthews. It really is.
2: What uh, what's your comfort level with old Joseph Wall taking a turn in that new, not new, old. not old? Yeah, old new Joseph Wall.
6: Oh my God. well, it reminds me when Sawchuck replaced Bauer. You guys forget about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did forget. One, yeah,
1: yeah. Tell us about it. I mean,
6: I look. I'm watching this kid. I, I'm sitting there waiting to start, and and he's going. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <clears throat> the Toronto Maple Leafs with all the hype and talk and. Murray and up, and they're going with their number three kid who has not played one playoff game. I mean, I know it's one thing to play Jack Campbell, who's played a handful, but they're going with a kid who's been a, a Marley, and he's been... And you know what? he He was a difference maker in that game, boys. He calmed the... The rookie in goal calmed the team down. He gave them confidence. It was unbelievable to watch how he... So how he when he when he made a stop, how calm he was with the puck, how he moved the puck. I thought he he was a calming influence, not not a basket case, which most young goaltenders would be. He was phenomenal, guys. Not not showstopper saves, just really solid and really confident. They weren't going to beat him, so it'll be fun to watch him tonight.
1: Hey Mac, uh, the decision by I guess Kyle Dubis was to put the guys at home uh, in the hotel last night. Uh, something that you guys experienced over your years of coaching uh, decisions to keep teams away from uh, the distractions at home. How many times did you do it? Are the Leafs overthinking this thing or right decision?
6: I think it's the right decision. We, we did it, you know, for a couple of years in Florida. I mean, every playoff, we basically moved into the the Harbor beach Marriott and, you know, I thought it was really good. We'd have the so you know, we'd be back and forth at home but I mean we'd go there the night before we'd have a meeting at eight o'clock at night at the hotel and have a you know a good chat a talk about the game hockey style meeting and it was I always thought it was good I really did and you know that seven or eight week run that we had I mean we were away a ton and the team the team I thought really grew from from it you know we'd have great video sessions at the hotel we'd have lots of chats about the teams were playing. I, I thought it was really healthy. I really did.
2: Doug, Luke Shen's been really, really good for this Leafs team, like
6: surprisingly
2: so. Are you surprised at how effective he's been for them?
6: I When they acquired Luke Shen, I, I thought to myself, he can't turn anymore. He can't do a Mohawk turn. And <laughs> again, oh how the hell is he going to? And you know what? What's he gone for? Two five on five goals against? I mean, or something crazy? He. Yeah. he He's looked really, you know what, you know why? Because this time of year, it's all about the size of your heart. And this guy, there's never been anybody deny how how much of a battler Luke Shin has been, especially in the latter stages of career. He's been a team leader on teams he's been. To me, he's been better than McCabe. he's been better than Gustafson or any of the other pickups. This is a guy that's made a really solid pairing. And he's been really, really good. And you know what? I think it, it's all about the size of your heart right now, boy. I mean, it, it really means a lot. that's what the Panthers have been relying on, boys. They've been playing really hard.
1: We're talking to Doug McClain, former NHL president, GM, and head coach. Just a, a few topics around the league. Mac, uh, Keith Jones goes in as a of, uh, president of hockey operations in Philadelphia. What... First of all, your thoughts on Jonesy, and uh, what should he be focused on uh, early? What, what, and what? You've been a president. What's the first piece of advice you would give a guy like that?
6: Well, first of all, I think it was a really good choice. He's got a history with the Flyers, but on the outside, not within the within the confines of the uh, you know the the office suites. He's been a broadcaster for them. He's played for them a little bit late in his career. I just think he's a real calming influence for a, an organization that's been all over the map the last few years. I think the, the fan base will be will be fair with he and Briere to start because they're popular guys. I, I like his background. I like how how he played as a player. I remember the Washington Capitals when I was assistant coach there. I mean Jones he's always been a really good person. So I think that's where it starts a good person and a guy that the players. And your staff can trust what, what he says he means. And I think, I think it all starts with that. And I think he's got a chance to do an excellent job. And they to, you know, maybe Tortorella will now move from the press box and get him back down on the bench. That would be a start. <laughs> you know, he likes to observe up there. I, I mean, they, they need somebody that can handle him. And in my mind, Jones, he can handle Tortorella for fun. And that's what, he's going to have to do that a few times.
2: So you think the Flyers will make some aggressive moves now to show fans they're different? I know this is the whole thing, right? Kind of remaking the image of the team, not just the, the team on the ice.
6: Well, there's been so much second guessing and, and you know, almost hatred in the, in the area with respect to the Flyers. They're, they've been, you know, they've been laughed at by their fan base. One of the best fan bases in the, in the National Hockey League. And they owe their fans something. here. I, I don't know that they're going to go crazy you know, I, I don't really know their cap situation, but you know, I think they'll methodically go. Though they look, that's the greatest thing when you're new to a job. You got time. You, you've got breer has got time. Jonesy's got time, and they don't. They shouldn't race into. Let's do Kessel and let's bring Finau in and let's build this championship team in week one. I think they'll take their time. You know.
1: All right, anything else on your mind? Like, just picture you and Berkey now at the bar at the Ritz right now. What would what, be on your mind? What would you guys be talking
6: about well, right now? Well, I, I, I was talking to Jeff Rimmer, and, and Chris Cuthbert jumps on the line. You know, the famous broadcaster, Cuthbert. Yeah, we know he him. He jumps on the line. Says, hey, That's hey, McClain, uh, you, you wrote a book. Uh, you're the first guy to write a book who hasn't read one. <laughs> I'm go,
2: oh. That's a line. <laughs> That's thinking. a good line.
6: Oh, oh, oh! I thought it was a great line, except now I don't know if Chris Cuthbert is aware that I have my masters in educational psychology from the University of Western Ontario, and he's got grade twelve from Guelph High School. <laughs> so it's really. I'm. I'm not sure he should be. Anyway, he got on. He was. Chir- he was chirping me pretty good, and it, at the end we had a pretty good laugh. But I told Jill that, and she said, "Who is this jerk?" I said, "No, Jill. He's a good guy. Leave him alone. He's a good guy." Anyway, he and Rimmer had a great laugh over it. Oh, I'm, hey, we're having a good laugh over it. That's a good line, hey? Seriously, what what is going on? Just a minute. I bought. I bought a soccer team in some place in Wales. For the price that you pay for a junior B team in Canada, and then he's going to pay a billion dollars for the Ottawa Senators. Oh no! Who's talking said in this about? Show a week. I, I said uh, Deadpool. I said, "Are you kidding?" He's going to pay a billion dollars for that team, for that franchise. We talked about it in the show a couple of weeks ago. No, you did. And then you I did. read last night. Yeah, I did. And now I read he's out of the deal. What's that all about? Like seriously. You go from buying your junior B, or junior B soccer team, and then you're going to offer a billion, and now you're out. What, what is that all about? I don't get it. Did maybe he realize that he was overpaying at a billion by a few hundred million? Yeah, maybe. Seems like anyway, a likely case. Disappointing. <laughs> disappointing, you know? Are you disappointed?
1: Can you still watch his movies? Really, that, that's uh, what I want to know.
6: I've never watched one yet, but I really like the guy. I watched his soccer show when, when they were over in Wexstrom. I watched that show. Jill and I watched it on Netflix or something this year, and it was great. <laughs> but listen this is, this is this is this is big boy hockey, and this is a big boy money, and for this to fall apart is is mind-boggling to me. But anyway, we'll see. I think Jill would lead. I Boo-boo think Gary Ock. Gary Garyak is now going to tie his, is probably going to tie his wagon to some dog, I would
1: think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know one thing for sure. If, if Ryan knocked on your, your, your door in PEI, Jill would leave you in a heartbeat.
2: Doug would
6: be
1: right there there's selling there's real no estate.
6: De- there's no denying that. And he is <laughs> such a, he really pick he really pisses me off because he's such a nice guy and good-looking. Yes. Really yeah, We're all pissed yeah. off at yeah. him for that. You just, you just can't be that good-looking and that nice a guy. Anyway. Okay. I'm disappointed for Ottawa. but That's okay. Thanks You're for going there.
1: taking it right off the cliff at the end of the show. We really appreciate it. You didn't disappoint us.
6: <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Doug McLean Mac.
1: from PEI. All right. You got anything on...
2: Uh... Ryan Reynolds or Chris Cuthbert? I think the price got too high. And Chris okay. Cuthbert, that's a hilarious can I, line. Can I say that just a quick appreciation
0: at how damn good Cuthbert and Simpson are at their job?
2: Yeah.
0: Co-sign for an me. absolute treat. It Every is. night we watch the game. You know, I love Cuthbert. And he's been the call, some massive moments, you know, Crosby's goal. But to have him here at Sportsnet, not to do a PSA, love the man. With you, buddy.
3: Uh, Ryan Reynolds' group was looking for a 30-day exclusive window to purchase some uh, real estate and was not given that, so they uh, said, we out.
2: Oh, details. Thank you, Brandeo. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> Are you sure?
5: This,
2: this guy's bidding on the team himself here. <laughs> Are you the face of the Snoop Dogg group? Are you in the Nico group? Our next
1: guest, <laughs> Ken Hitchcock, the fourth-winningest no coach in NHL history.
0: No comment, Ken. Whoopah!
1: <laughs> I'm just a, oh. yeah, I'm just an observer from afar. Oh, I don't know that's what you man. I, mean.
0: I don't know anything about you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I heard some things. Uh, yes. Got any tight lips? All right, let's go to break.
1: You got any more picks or anything? We no, need let's hit the right break. Is that over? That's all. We're done. That's all. Hit Okay, the break. we're gonna take a quick break. The fourth winningest coach in NHL history will join us uh, and we'll get his thoughts on uh, Paul Maurice. Yeah. He's coached against him a few times. We'll get his thoughts on what Sheldon needs to do tonight and possibly two more games. Yeah. Ken Hitchcock, after the break, you're watching and listening to Real Kipper and Bourne.
3: More leaves, more
0: Raptors, more Blue Jays. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert.
6: Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All set for Ken. Let's welcome in the fourth winningest coach in NHL history. Almost 900 wins. Now doing some work uh, consulting with the St. Louis Blues, but we know he is watching and watching very closely for no other reason the sheer love of the game. Ken, how are you? I'm well, Kipper. How are things there in Toronto? A little better, but I'm not sure how much better, but maybe that's what you can tell us on, and you know, You've been around the game a long time, and I'm sure you found yourselves in tough predicaments in the playoffs. Uh, but what what is the difference? Can you sum up the difference between being down 3-0 and then being down 3-1, or are they quite similar? Uh, they're not similar. You know, like 3-1, when you go
7: from 3-0 to 3-1, you feel like you've got a little bit of momentum. When you're sitting at 3-0, you're as nervous as the team is that's trying to close you out. Like everybody says the pressure's off us and, and all that stuff. That's a bunch of BS. Like, like I, when you're down three, like the feeling of getting swept is such, it's a pit in your stomach and you want to try to avoid that. But I I think the way Toronto played the game would give them a lot of confidence. Like they, it was a close game, but Toronto checked like crazy. They took away the middle of the rink. There were no second or third opportunities. I, I thought they played a hell of a hockey game, Kip.
2: I'm I curious to get your thoughts on how much a team would make systems changes as a series progresses. Like, I just look at the Leafs Game one, there's a lot of pinching from Florida's D down the wall. After the next game, they're going off the glass and stretching it. Like, How much can you ask your team to play differently from game to game and still have success?
7: Uh, I think quite a bit. Not so much in the X's and O's, more in the tactics. So what I mean by that is that simple is smart when you get to the playoffs. And whoever plays the simple, smart game and advances the puck, usually ends up winning the hockey game. I thought Toronto, in at the start of this series, they played way too much sideways. And they got burnt because of it. You know, there are too many lateral plays. And in, in the last game, they just advanced the puck, changed the territory, and then skated into it. And I thought they played a, a smart, um, conservative uh, game that, that you can win all day with and you can win one goal games and you can win 2-1 playing like that. I I thought if they bring that tactic with them again, I think they got a good chance to win the game.
1: Toronto Maple Leafs come in with uh, a little bit of momentum off that win. There's no question about that, Hitch, but lots of talk about the Leafs and their lack of scoring. And then, of course, the finger gets pointed to Matthews and Marner and Tavares and Nylander. From your experience, Hitch, when you know that your stars have so much more to give, wh- how do you handle the approach to them? Is it really, do you have to really be methodical on what you do or what you say publicly or behind closed doors? Or is it just something that happens naturally?
7: No, I don't think it happens naturally, Nick. I think. I've always said there's a big difference between looking for space and fighting for space and the playoffs are about fighting for space and whether it's Marner, Matthews, Nylander it doesn't matter, whether it's Kachuk, any of those guys Barkov, whoever fights for space usually ends up scoring goals and to me uh, if you're talking about scoring you're talking about scoring chances you have to win the fight for space you look at what dallas did last night you know they 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 kept seattle to the outside the whole night and and there's got to be a change in attitude where you're willing to dig in you're going to go in those hard areas and you're going to fight to keep your space there and if you don't you're going to be looking for one and dones and you're going to be looking from the perimeter all the time and that's the difference everybody has to buy into that even your most skilled guys
1: so, Hitch, I, I need you to be honest here. Is that the exact same conversation that you would have with a guy like, uh, I don't know, Brett Hall? Or are we talking a whole new kettle of fish here?
7: No, not so much, Holly, because he could hide on the ice and he, he knew angles that, that you see 20 years later now. But I had those conversations with Medano. And, you know, I, I've had those and, and I've had them with other guys, too, that you've you, you got to go get dirty and, and the score will happen and, and goals will come. But first got to be involved in the dirty part of things. And Mo bought in. I mean, he, he became, for a, a period of about six years there, probably the best two-way player in the world, and he, yet he had a
2: reputation of being a, a scorer. But he went into the hard areas when it really mattered. How, how typical is it to get someone to do that, to make a change to their game? You know, obviously, you're you know, thinking about the Leafs and their stars, not a ton of aggressive guys, but Medano wasn't that either. You know, how, how common is it to get a guy who typically thinks one way to say, hey, you got to come back, you got to battle for pucks? Is, it, is that something that's even doable long term? Well, you've got to convince them that it's a fight for us and not
7: them. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when you do the hard stuff and you go into the hard areas, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for someone else on your line, someone else on the bench, someone else who's injured. You've got to convince the players that what, what the hard things they want that you want to get them to do are for us. It it, it stops being about them. And it's, the more uncomfortable you can get them in there, it's, it becomes even bigger for us. And that's the convincing that has to take place.
1: We're talking to one of the most winningest coaches in NHL history and Ken Hitchcock, uh, Hitch, uh, you can look and do matchups all day long. And then there's the matchup between a head coach and, and the other guy across the bench and two, two coaches that, uh, you know, sure hall of famers, I think when it's all said and done and, uh, John Cooper and now Paul Maurice have been a huge challenge for Sheldon Keefe here, uh, what do you see out of paul maurice uh in in his coaching career and a guy that you've gone up uh, up against well I don't know how much coaching he's doing
7: i he's doing a lot of observing and he's doing a little bit of cheerleading, but he did all his coaching to get into the playoffs and he had to coach his butt off and i I think he regained the passion to drive people and now he's just letting them play but like he looks he looks calm, he looks relaxed, and even when it's really wound up, he recovers quickly because he's been through this to get into the playoffs. He had to really drive the bus hard in January and February, and, and he did it. And I think he's got more confidence now than he's ever had, and he's really, really enjoying it. You know, he's, he's having a good time. You can see it in the interviews. You can see it in his disposition, his confidence. He's done a hell of a job, quite frankly.
2: Hitch, you've never stopped watching the game here. Um, And one of the stranger things that I'm sure you've noticed is that offense is actually up in the playoffs. And last year, it was the same thing. Offense went up in the playoffs. And that's not been typical of playoff hockey. What's changed, if anything, about the way some of these playoff games are being played? Uh,
7: Justin, you know what it is, is um, who wins the pinch game? Mm -hmm. everybody's got activating defensemen. And if you lose the pinch game, you give up a lot of goals. And what I mean by that is the timing and the backside support and the covering over for everybody's got activating defensemen like crazy. And if you win that game, you keep it in the zone and you create offensive chance after offensive chance. And if you lose it, you're chasing back two on one, three on one, three on two. So to me, who wins that pinch game is going to be successful. And and that takes a lot of work by defensemen because there's there's a lot more skating involved now than there's ever been.
1: Leafs definitely won the pinch game in game four. And that, that'll that be a huge one tonight as well. But they, they were able to do it. Hitch with 7D, uh, keeping Giordano in. They got an extra day of rest out of him. He looked so much better. But overall, I mean, I, I wrote about it today in an article for the Toronto Star. But uh, I'm starting to believe in eleven and seven a lot more than I did in the past.
7: Yeah, I, I think if you've got dominant forwards, a couple of dominant forwards, eleven and seven works really well. But if you've got just guys that can only handle their own shifts, then it, then they're just throwing darts at a dartboard. Um, I, I think. Toronto's being able to get their top players on the ice way more, and that's helped, but I think also what's helped is that they their their skating legs on the back end, which weren't there at the start of the series, look like they're back in play now
2: yeah, it's uh you know a hopeful time here in Toronto uh it should take you outside of this series a little bit and get your thoughts. On what's going on around the league, Carolina beating the Devils. Not sure how much of that you're able to see, but what did you make of that? The De- you know Carolina's so injured, and the Devils obviously a ton, a very talented team.
7: Well, what, when Carolina plays man on man, and they got a lot of long bodies to play that game, they're extremely hard to play against. Um, there's just no space to make a play. There's no space to get open. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see what other teams do to try to combat their style and their system. Um, this is looking like, you know, this is full knockout punch hockey in, in, in Vegas and Edmonton for me. This is everybody's taking swings early. And if you connect, you dominate. And if you don't connect, you're chasing the game. And these are, these are haymakers being thrown by a lot of guys right now.
1: Speaking of Edmonton and, and- Vegas, do you expect uh, the officials to almost have a reset here in terms of uh, style of officiating to start the next game based on the suspensions that we just saw from either side?
7: Not so much that, Nick. I think as series goes on and as the playoffs get deeper, the, the, the referees that excel are the ones that have a great feel. They know how to take it right to the edge and not let it go over the top and I think that that series is so wound up emotionally that, you know, there's not much that's it's like a banjo string. There's not much that's going to make that thing snap. And um, I expect it to be a very emotional next two games. Whoever wins it, whatever, but there's going to be a really some really emotional hockey getting played now
2: because typically that happens early in a series and then everyone's like okay like you know we can't waste our energy on this sort of stuff but it, it doesn't seem to be going away in this series uh a lot of animosity do you think that plays in the favor of a team like vegas who maybe doesn't have the elite superstars and can kind of you know can get edmonton to muck it up with them a little bit no
7: edmonton's got some nastiness to them that i don't think anybody realized yeah. i think I think the Oilers hit to hurt, and they play hard, and they're big and strong, and it's going to take a lot to push them out of this series. I, I really believe that because they, they're getting finally getting significant production every period from their role players, which they didn't before, but they are now. And that, that, that makes it for a really deep team to, to try to compete against.
1: You know, what's funny for me, or at least so noticeable, is uh, that nastiness in the edge that you uh, that you just talked about um, in many ways are led by McDavid and Dreisaitl, the guys that got a thousand goals this year. They're whacking and hacking with the best of them, and that's, what, that's what's really
7: interesting. When you see that in a team, when you're when your top players are doing all the hard stuff also, that's Kip, that's like gold, like that can carry you in a lot of series. And Edmonton's got that. Vegas had it, then they lose it, then they got it. I don't know which way they're going. Um, Dallas has it, um, you know. They, and 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 quite frankly, so did Florida. And that that was what was so impressive. Toronto's pushback. They pushed some of those guys that were showing up for Florida. They pushed them onto the back burner, which was good.
1: One more. I mean. Do you see Dallas winning another cup like yours this year? I mean, do they have what it takes?
7: Yes, I think they do. Between the goalie and defense and, and experience, Hintz. they got the they got a combination. Hints, Heiskanen, they they got they got star players, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of good teams playing really good hockey left in the West, so. It's going to take it's going to take a lot, but they, they got it in them. I think so.
1: Wow, it's going to be a great uh, next couple of weeks. That's for sure. Hey Hitch, always a pleasure to have you on our show.
2: All right, take care, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Hitch. Ken Hitchcock.
1: Yeah, he's always so he's locked into the game.
2: Smart and safe a guy. He watches a ton of hockey. Yeah,
1: I should just
0: that guy mention- does not miss a game. No, the way he's talking <laughs> in depth about every series, it's like he's watching. All he does is watch hockey.
1: Well, now he he can get together with. Uh, Berkey and uh, <laughs> Mac at uh, yeah. the Ritz. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's talking about the old studio that was near the Ritz, by the way. You want to go out for a drink yeah, around here, it's a little harder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The old, <laughs> Starbucks.
1: Yeah, old, the old Belcher down there. You know, there. and uh, just a, another guy who's quietly, what, third in scoring on Dallas, Max Domi.
2: Is he really? Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: He's played so well. And there's a guy that kind of got lost a little bit. And he goes to Chicago and has a great season, puts himself in a position to, to, to attract a, a, a contending team. And look at him, one, one game away from a, a conference final.
2: I'm sure he'll be, uh, he's up for a contract, right? UFA this summer? Yep. Interesting Is this- one there.
0: He has 38 pims. Something got greasy with him in one of these games.
2: A uh, quick stat I wanted to share before I forget about it, and then I'll let everyone move on is in the uh, the Devils Carolina ser- series, Luke Hughes, yes, for the Devils has been unbelievable. He played twenty five minutes for them last night, yeah. <laughs> in top pair minutes, seventy five percent goals for percentage, like everything. Yeah, you know he's top player on the Devils basically. Uh,
1: listen, I mean, you, five career you, games. You, you know how I feel about uh, even the situation here. With uh, with Nize, yeah, that like they're they're great players and they will be great players and and he's Luke's going to be a star,
2: a but, absolute star. Yeah.
1: But the ask is too big this time of year.
0: But Kipper, yeah. they they have a stacked decor before that. Like they have a bunch of good guys in that back end. They just identified him as the best. I don't get why it's like he's. The, like you said, he played 25 it's minutes a night, he's got to share. It, it,
1: it's just, it can be a little overwhelming. And They're doing okay. In, in a perfect world, you want guys to come in and slowly, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally uh, develop. Yeah. You just don't drop them in, you just don't push them out of a plane uh, well, they and did. parachute. Like they you got a parachute. How about a few lessons first? You yeah. know, how about let me uh, get a feel for it? I, I I'm not saying that they can't be successful or they can't show that they belong. All of it has come true for both Luke Hughes and Matthew Nyes. It's just a little unfair to say, hey, uh, now be 25 and 30 minutes and lead us to a conference final, by the way. It's mm-hmm. just not good enough that you can come in here and play 25 minutes. We need you to play 25 minutes that, that gets us uh, through the series. Got to be better and, than the other guys. Be better than yeah. the other team. I mean, and, he was good for them
2: in this small sample. Maybe he, it would have he, caught up to him. And but,
1: he will be great. He yeah. will be great. But, like, where, where was your development of the other guys for 82 games to prepare you to beat – Carolina to get to a conference final is that is that all wasted are they just seat fillers while we wait for our college kids to play don't you to drop in
2: yeah I mean just want the best guys to go I think I don't know
1: but but there's an emotional state with these guys and there's a mental one and there's a a a development mentally and you're skipping steps for me
2: yeah I mean tough to argue the idea of giving guys time and seasoning to develop and all that it's also, just, I understand why teams are like, I don't know. It's like nice. You know, we're like, put him with Matthews and Martin. Or he like, looks like their best guy.
1: How many different decisions would he have made in the last few games if he had more experience?
2: Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But, I but mean, how do you get him It's supposed
1: that, right? to, it, it comes, supposed to be in small, smaller sample sizes. That's all. That's, That's all. Fair. Anyways, uh, what else? Uh Anything about uh, Carolina in terms of... We should uh, take questions, by the way. If you have questions, fire them into us. Text text 590 590. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Anything else that impresses you on Carolina? Like uh, Yes. Sammy, don't look now, but Freddie Anderson is going somewhere he's never really gone before. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Great. Leafs Freddie Anderson could be next round, which, by the way, the Leafs should relish the opportunity there. I really thought that... In one week,
0: Freddie Anderson was going to go to the conference final. The Habs were going to lose the draft, win the draft lottery, and the Leafs were going to get swept in a playoff series. I really thought that was (laughs) in the cards. And uh, only two of those things happened. I'm sorry, one of those things happened, so that's good.
2: Here is um, Megan Cheka tweeted about the Carolina Hurricanes 4-check. This is in the 2023 playoffs, so obviously this year's playoffs. They are first in these categories. Uh, puck steals in the O-zone, pass interceptions, deflections for turnovers, possessions, reversals, puck recoveries, puck battles won. Puck battles in the O-zone, board battles, board battle success percentage, puck recovers leading to shots. First in the NHL in the playoffs. That He's is playing hard. That is the best blue line moving forward They here. get the damn puck. They have it. They, yeah, you go into it, their team comes out with it. And how about that pickup of Brent Burns, too? That's looked pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. He had a casual 60 points or something from the back end on a first-place team. Kind of lost in San Jose,
1: and now in a perfect position now to be one of mm-hmm. four guys. In San Jose, he was the guy until really actually Carl... Carlson showed up, yeah, and then that the, the chemistry um, just didn't work.
2: No, you're right. It was not a good fit. And the other
1: thing, to too, on um, Brent Burns is last year, I just thought he ate too many chocolate bars. Every time <laughs> I I looked on my TV, he was eating a chocolate bar. Jamming a Kit Kat between his you, front teeth. You, you can't have – it's like eating bacon. You just can't do it every day.
2: Man, I'd love to try, though.
1: He's off the chocolate bars, and he's having a do better season. you notice season. I'm
2: off the daily chocolate bar? Now I just eat mini eggs every yeah, day. Yeah, but that's
1: affecting me as well. <laughs> no, you just didn't
0: make a decision
2: for yourself. <laughs> that's true. I hurt the you, team.
0: You, you, you made it for me as well. Sorry, man. That Jordan Martinook had a hell of a series for the Cates. Oh,
2: did he? What do you have, 10 points? Yeah, like he, John
0: Drews. He, they just got a bunch of guys just wore cards points hard. in
2: the first round, 10 points in the next round. Maybe fast, more than 10.
0: Fast, fast,
2: fast, hard four check.
0: Good decor. I Like, they are the favorite on Bet365. I think it's correct.
2: Imagine if they could add Taravainen and Svechnikov and Pacioretty to that group. Yeesh.
0: Okay, let's see. Okay, I got a text here. Guys, you can clearly see that Matthews is injured. You don't have to go as far as looking at the kind of fight with Stamkos where he he only dropped one glove. You can also look at the fact he's spending more time in front of the net on the power play and trying to deflect shots. Your best shooter doesn't deflect shots uh he say does. hi to kipper from uh someone's full name cousin mark <laughs> all right Get, cousin mark g- buddy i'm greek you know how many cousins i have
2: <laughs> i'm guessing a whole fleet
0: it's I, I talked about this in the morning show today about the injury thing i hate the injury conversation at this time of year
2: me too however like, it doesn't who, mean there's not some validity sure but who isn't hurt
0: I think I Ryan, really, yeah. Ryan O'Reilly looks like he's playing with a broken fibula. Like, I, like the way he's skating around, he looks like he's in extreme pain. Yeah. I think everybody's dealing with something. So, is Austin often,
1: and I love this from Ken Hitchcock, is Austin looking for space
0: or is he fighting for space? Mm-hmm. That's a, I love that from him, and it's such a great coach-speak thing to say, but I agree. Like, I think he's looking for space
2: at yeah. this moment. Right? Yeah. You know, finding some... You know, that's that's part of the thing is do your best players get within that home plate area? Do they go stand there against Tampa Bay? He tips in pucks. He gets one in the back door. It's a dangerous area to be at. Um, you know, you need your best guys there. Not circling around the perimeter. Do you, you, know, think, uh, do you think he's dealing with something serious? I, I, I,
0: no. No. Okay. no
1: I don't, don't either. I Me think neither. he's just one of many guys who battling every other day mm-hmm. and no one's at 100% and i, I and until i'm told otherwise until they say anything he's one of a one of many guys out there just feeling the uh, the effects of NHL playoff hockey this time of year
2: here's some leafs stats for you guys that i think can help the leafs um right now Even strength shot attempts from the slot. The Toronto Maple Leafs are third in playoffs at getting shot attempts from the slot. After that, their second chance shot attempts, their 12th, their shot attempts recovered, their 13th, their four-checking success, their 13th. So they get a puck on net. one and done. It's over. Yeah. And that, to me, is a big story of the game is you want to play in the Ozone, get the puck back. You want to score, get a rebound. And
1: I I don't care what reputation Bobrovsky has yeah when you hear those numbers any goalie gets a heck of a lot better
2: no kidding eh yeah make me make the first one I'll make the first save I'm in the NHL you guys just help me out from there and he hasn't Yeah. Hey, look at Dallas scores last night Pavelski gets a shot where he you know plays baseball and bats does out of the does he shoot air one on the ice ever no or, he or is he just, he just bats batting in the air a rebound, second chance is being around it for follow-up attempts.
1: Leafs offense isn't the only issue in this series. Uh, Florida uh, as well. Matthew Kachuk was asked the other day about the lack of offense, I think, from the Leafs. And he says, the Leafs, how about me? I haven't scored either yeah. uh, lately. And, I like that he uh, looks it in the eye, though. I, I think that was a pretty good comment out of Matthew Kachuk and maybe another sign of his maturity here. Let's, let's listen to Derek, to, to Paul Maurice, talk about uh, Kachuk's line. Going into game five.
4: So i found them fine. <laughs> if I didn't like their line last game, I would attribute that to all four had the same kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought we played with the puck too much while our feet were standing still. It's the simple version of what I saw from the bench and certainly when I watched the game again. Those guys are better when... Benny's rolling through the middle, and it's and, and they're on the puck right with their feet first when they get it. They, they don't need a map. The net never moves. You know where it is. It's
2: like having Adam Oates on the show. I never know when he's done.
4: The net <laughs> never, never moves. Moves.
1: Yeah, I swear it moved on me.
2: <laughs> they like
0: put it in a different and
2: spot.
1: That's not a dump-in. That was a shot on goal. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so um, look for them to skate more is what I got out of that. Mm-hmm. Look for their team to have their feet moving a bit more with the puck.
1: Yeah, I am really curious to see their forecheck tonight and if they can get it back to the standard that they had in the, the first couple of games here. I'd, I'd like to see
2: Jake McCabe have a better
1: game. played a lot of hockey here. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not tampa bay over the last three years but they came off an emotional series that we did not see the energy drop and we were all expecting it i was expecting it yeah i I talked about it and it for me it did come to fruition it just happened to be in game four not yeah. in game
2: it's like a sugar rush. You can keep eating sugar, but eventually they get you should run out of steam, you know? Are they going to
1: get it back tonight by, by the beginning of puck drop where you're in deep and all of a sudden Bennett's flying in and yeah. Kachuk's flying in and turnovers and the Leafs are
2: scrambling? Or- I think a lot's going to be on Bobrovsky. Like, if he gives them enough saves to kind of hang around and stay in it early... Like, I think if the Leafs can get a couple early, I think you have the chance to to really take the wind out of their sails and be like, God, you know, not only do we have to <clears throat> keep pace. They we get have the to...
1: two early goals in game. In They've game. done it a
2: couple times. They've led the last – yeah, they led games two and three, I think. Yep. But I, I think just where they're at in terms of asking Florida to find an effort to climb a mountain and not just, you know, win the 50, the the even battle, I think you could really dishearten them a little bit.
0: Uh, I got a question here from John Mitchell on YouTube. What do you think of the idea of making the Department of Player Safety a three-person panel—a former player, a former ref, and one other? Could it, help bring, it could it help bring more clarity and less controversy to these decisions?
2: First off, three people is not enough people for me. If you do a panel, I I, I would welcome a,
1: a a change in structure for sure. And I don't know. I don't know what that means. It
2: can't be a reality but, TV show where you're like, I vote yes. I vote no. Let's see the third judge. Like, I, I don't know. They're having a conversation and trying to make sense of it. Now, is this the opportunity where I can say what a joke it is? Yes. Petro. That's why I read the. That's why I read it. It's, what a joke. We
1: did have this conversation yesterday.
2: <laughs> we knew it was coming. Yeah, you did. I didn't believe it would happen. Yeah. And, and I've heard people be like, Ah, uh, you know, in uh, I thought if they would I, uh, suspend him for one, they would rescind nurses. Right? I can't believe it in related. It has nothing to do with nurse. It's his own event, and you're going to say yes, it does? No, it doesn't. Well, it's it's a slash that's violent. It's
0: actually game management, like the refs do. I'll tell you within suspensions. I'll, I'll tell you, which is the
2: worst. 100% yes, one
1: hundred percent. That if Petrangelo did not slash Drysital, yeah, they're rescinding.
2: Which is the, the dumbest rescinding. thing I've ever not heard? really, because it it
1: it wasn't like it, it, the fight does not warrant taking no a player. It does not. of his stature. It should not be a suspension. A nine million dollar pay- player. I'm paying four hundred bucks for my seat. Okay, that episode doesn't warrant a one game suspension. It's it, it's dumb. Yeah. It's just dumb to suspend a guy because after everything I've watched in this series... Those guys have nurse talked a hundred times. ...and says, let's fight, and the other guy's saying, let's fight, and they fight, and you're... Sus-
2: it's stupid. Someone has to ask first, like any date. Ridiculous. Dumb. Ridiculous. What they should do is give Nurse's Game to Petrangelo. It should be zero for Nurse but and two for Petrangelo. It's, it's not Agreed.
1: black and white. It's political, and there's Political. A, That's political. That there's...
0: Anything the NHL likes more than gray area? It's gray. It's political. It's you're not taking
1: Petrangelo out two games and and having him sit on the sidelines is, and watching Edmonton. No, it does matter because he is a very good player. He has no history.
2: Good players can Can't... slash now.
1: When they've been run like that all series, yeah. and you haven't done your your job to protect him better. Yeah, maybe a little bit. You
2: can't send a message to the rest of the league that if you're good, you play by a different set of rules than if you're not. Now, in
1: this instance though, oh. you can make an argument that the uh the officiating let uh Petrangelo down in this series. Shut sure. him down.
2: I think that's and a he, fine case. He, he's,
1: he's a quality player, he has no history. He just had it up to here with the officials letting Edmonton have their way, and then he came back message you're hitting your mic there kepper you're heated he came back <laughs> to send a message that you know they want to attack me i'm gonna attack them He got a one game suspension so she- no one's hurt dry not hurt if he's hurt he misses the series you miss the series that's the way it's generally worked here's for the what, nhl
2: here's what the league is saying at least then. they're consistent there here's what the league is saying if you don't like the calls or feel like the refs have not done a good job of protecting you, you can now enact vigilante justice, and we won't stand in your way.
1: Yes, if you're Conor McDavid or if you're uh, Petrangelo, yes. If you're Nick Kiprios or if they want to send that message, Kyle fine. Clifford, right? And all of those, those are different rules for me. And 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 ninety percent of the guy, well. but not when when it comes to the star players, you don't want the league doesn't want to take them out they don't go I by want the same them in the rules game, Kip. i it, want
2: to see both those guys play
1: yeah but they have a different uh, they have different borders they have different uh guardrails than than me or anyone else yeah 90% I, of the league 95% I, of the league
2: yeah i think objectively and i'm okay with it that looks bad i'm okay with on that. the league
1: I'm okay with that. I'm am okay with the stars being treated a little differently than 95% of the rest of the league.
2: I am too, but there's obviously there's a bridge too far sometimes and Tom Huck, it's not like if Petrangelo is it different looked for, and it looked horrible. It was a, it
1: looked horrible. I'll give you that. It wasn't a horrible slash. It looked horrible. It was not horrible. Huh? It was. It looked totally horrible. Awful. It was wretched, Kipper. It wasn't vicious. Yes, it was. It was insanely vicious. But I, I, I've been in situations like that. I, I know when guys slash to hurt or break a bone. That wasn't it. He missed. He tried.
2: I, you know, I. No, so it was I, for effect. I, 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 it's an f. Petra, <laughs> Petrangelo's
1: slash was all for effect. He I, was sending a message. And that message was f you. I want to
0: hurt everybody. you. I've I want to hurt it. the best player in the league at this point.
2: Do you see the tweet someone put out there? that Vinny De- DeHarnay to Jack Eichel next game, and <laughs> it's just a guy tomahawking a mannequin in the head? <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. this is one game for those. Let us send well, our guy. Yeah. I bet yeah. your guy. Vinny Vinny's, no Vinny's getting Angelo, a
0: little buddy. Yeah. Vinny's getting a lifetime ban if he does that.
2: Yeah, but that, they're fine. For sure, Darnell's and back in the hole. <laughs>
0: give more minutes to
1: Kulak
2: and. and by the bang, way, bang, bang, bang.
1: I, if I'm Edmonton, Petro deserved two. If I'm Edmonton, I take no doubt. If I'm if I'm Edmonton, I take that trade all day long.
2: What's that, Petro for Nurse? Yes. Yeah, probably. Well, if I'm Edmonton, I'm upset that it's any for my guy and not yeah. two for his. And that happened twice in the regular season with the instigator in the Vegas five minutes. Vegas
1: will miss rescinded Petro a lot, a lot more than, and I'm not here to disrespect Nurse, or I'm just saying that. Yeah. Petro's one of their best players. Of course. And Nurse at times has been really, really good, or he can struggle sometimes defensively. The loss is bigger on Vegas. It's not a trade-off.
2: No, it's not. No. But then that's why your good players can't do hyper-dumb things. Well, it could come back in.
1: Cost Vegas the series, uh, losing Petro by one game.
2: It Yeah, to me, I listen, I want to see the best players play, but this is one of those situations where it should be like, it's too bad they don't have Petro, but you can't do that. I think they might. I think things might get a little squirrely in that game tonight. I just think you gotta play squirrely. It's you game don't? five, no. you gotta play. I which, don't which by the way, if it's gonna be the Kip's talking about they call a bunch of penalties, Edmonton's like, oh no. Oh please don't put yeah. us on the power play yeah.
0: six times. I do think that there's a world in which if it's a depends on result, obviously, but like if someone gets ahead by a lot, by any stretch it gets squirrely.
2: Yeah. For Those two sure teams for sure. Hate I gap. think they
1: tighten the screws right out of the game.
2: Would like to say great series. Those two teams really hate each, each other. Really it's enjoyable. a good rivalry. They good. play yeah, each other a The of it is
0: because of the stuff we're
2: talking. 100%. Well, obviously. Yes, it's yeah, lovely. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. Great drama.
1: Yeah. So, like, stop trying to oversanitize our game, please.
2: Oh. Yeah, yeah. Come we're going to green on. light tomahawk chop so we can have a better oh, radio no. show. i give you a
1: break. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. All right, Sammy, what else you got?
0: Well, I don't know I have much else because it's time to go. I think Leafs. we should probably talk about the Leafs game tonight. Panthers. Please give us a very
1: pessimistic score tonight so the Leafs will continue this series.
0: The Leafs have been absolutely crap on home ice this playoff. One and four. And all five of those games the Samsonov net, where he's been crap on home ice. I, my gut says they lose this series in six games, but I think they could very easily lose tonight. I don't know what to expect. So I'll say. Let's get the offense going here. No, yeah. I'll five say five two Leafs. Oh, you're saying
2: Leafs. It's it's a it's a good pick. They I'm gotta, going five they four. They got to break
1: out one game. Five four cats and OT. Give me four one Leafs. Four one Leafs. Eight, four one five two and an overtime loss. You said? Yeah. yeah. Five the, four, okay. four. That's let very, very happy. <laughs> yeah. With Sam your Bennett, meow.
0: O2, OT winner. I, I really love that I have twisted myself into this reality where me being pessimistic. Makes the Leafs win. I right. love this. Really right. I good. Imagine stuff for it me. came down to that. just yeah. yeah. <laughs> Starting tonight, Matthews, Marner. You have no idea what. Yarn Croc.
1: You're right. Uh, probably. You after the show, you're not allowed to talk until after the game.
2: Okay. I think the All Leafs. Right. You got your Leaf
1: talk tonight. Oh yeah, of course. Save everything. Yes. For that. Oh yeah. Okay. Just like that, two hours over. Our thanks to Doug McLean, Joshua Cloak, and Ken Hitchcock. Enjoy Game Five, everybody. We're back on Monday. Have a safe weekend. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Real Kipper and Bourne.